welcome to <laughs> sorry witch welcome to <laughs> eerie editions i am your co-host Pandemic. Oh, that was that was brilliant. I'm your co-host, the witch. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> oh, good, yeah. One bat, two bats, fifty bats. Wow. Ah, 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 ah. That was really good. Okay, that was really good. Well, okay, so that was a movie quote. That little last part. Um, if you can, if you all can tell us what the movie quote is, whoever's first to tell me what the movie quote is, I'll send you something. <gasps> you got your. Uh, homework monsters yeah homework one homework bat, for a prize. two bats 50 bats uh 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 and Demick just kind of sprung this on me she said i'm gonna do a vampire <laughs> voice and i said okay yeah and now i don't know how we we go back from this point i think yeah. you have to do that voice every, every time. time beautiful <laughs> fair beautiful. enough beautiful so that leads us into the holidays are coming. The holidays are coming. Talk about blood sucking. Blood sucking. Soul sucking. Dark. Boxed dreary. wine sucking. Boxed wine sucking. Get your, I mean, stock up now, everybody. Yeah. Stock up now. I know I have stocked up heavily. She has. Heavily. I had to step over the drum do, on my way. Do you understand? I own stock in Boda Box. Yeah. I Well, I should. Boda Box, if you want to sponsor us, I own yeah. enough of your product that I will be happy to advertise for you. Oh, gosh, yes. Happy. For a s- small fee, <laughs> I would be happy. One bet is the fee. One bet. <laughs> One bet. One bet. <laughs> so welcome to Eerie Extras Monsters. We thought it would be fun. We had a lot of fun doing um, our movie review. Um, so we thought it would be fun in the spirit of the holidays to give you another movie review so that's what we're going to do for you today and because it is the spirit of the holidays we are theming this movie review on holiday movies yes yes so tell them um tell them what we're drinking because we thought it'd be really cool to just do a b-movie booze pairing oh yeah absolutely um so the first movie we're going to review for you is the 2015 film Krampus. So I, the witch, was in charge of pairing a delightful drink uh, for this movie. And if you have seen this movie, or if you have not, um, delightful Conchata Farrell Mm -hmm. plays a awesome character, (laughs) Aunt Dorothy, in the movie. Um, R.I.P. Conchata Farrell. Absolutely. Um, She she passed away this year. So we thought in honor. She's from Ohio, too. I didn't know she was from Ohio. Yeah, I believe, I believe, is she from Youngstown? (gasps) That would be, that would be epic. Um, I am from that area. I, I could swear that would be epic. Um, oh, wait. Nope. She's from Loudonville, West Virginia. Damn, I thought lies. she was from Ohio. Lies. All lies. Don't believe a word <laughs> I say. Don't believe vampire. Well, shout out to West Virginia anyway. Shout out to West Virginia. Yeah. Rest in peace, Conchata. And we are paying homage to you tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we have prepared her signature drink in this movie, which is a hot cocoa spiked to the brim with peppermint schnapps. And... It is spiked to the brim. It and is. her family later moved 
She was raised in Charleston, West Virginia, but her family later moved to Circleville, Ohio. Oh, Circleville. Oh, I did hear that about her. She would come to Circleville, I think, every year for the pumpkin show. For the pumpkin show? show? Nice. Or at least she would come and visit for some something. I imagine the pumpkin show. I mean, why wouldn't why you would go? You yeah. Shout out to the Circleville Pumpkin Show. If you don't know what we're talking about, get on Google, yes. type it in, look it up. Yeah, then it's go. awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Super fun. Um, all right. So, like I said, we're going to do a nice movie review of Krampus for you while we enjoy these nice peppermint schnapps laced hot cocos. Um, and I wanted to, I thought it would be kind of cool to, because it is Krampus, the namesake Krampus, I mm-hmm. thought it would be kind of cool to give like a brief history of Krampus the monster. Not a full. Yeah, because that deserves its own history. episode. It deserves frankly. its own episode. That folklore is amazing. Um, but it would be good for those of you who might not be familiar with Krampus to know what Krampus is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so Krampus is basically a, a, a myth, myth out of Central Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a piece of Central European folklore. It's very, very old. Um, Krampus is essentially this character that comes out at the same time of St. Nicholas. Like and we all, yeah, his evil twin. He's the evil of, twin. Yeah. Right. So St. Nicholas brings children presents and candy mm-hmm. and is all about the celebration of being good little boys and girls. And Krampus is not about that. He's about bringing like death yeah. and harm to children who have done bad things that year. Yep. Um, he is described, Krampus is a goat-like figure with a horned tongue and fangs. <laughs> super, super cool. Um, so we'll probably end up doing a whole episode on Krampus and yeah, the lore around totally him. Yeah. Um, but that's just like a little brief taste of what Krampus is all about. So this movie is all about Krampus um, and a particular family who has a run-in with Krampus. Mm -hmm. So just a brief synopsis. Um, Basically, it's the suburban family. It's the holidays. Pretty dysfunctional. Very dysfunctional. (laughs) They are having um, some family over for the holidays. This other family is not suburban. They're, you know, different. They're different. (laughs) They're a different type of family. And they... (laughs) watch it and you'll know what I'm talking about uh they they come over uh for the holidays and the little boy in the family really wants everyone to get along Mm -hmm. and he writes this big letter to Santa kind of detailing out different members of the family Mm -hmm. what he hopes for them this coming year he still believes in the spirit of everything yeah he still believes in that spirit uh, that holiday spirit maybe not Santa himself but at least like this the spirit, this mystical thing surrounding the holidays. And so some stuff happens where he's like, oh, damn it. Damn this. I don't believe in this anymore. Mm -hmm. All hope is lost kind of thing. And so he tears up his note to Santa and he throws it out of his window and all hell hell breaks loose. Krampus is like, this is my time. I'm coming. Mm -hmm. So Krampus, his minions enter and chaos ensues Mm -hmm. on this little, uh, basically like suburban i don't know cul-de-sac, cul-de-sac yeah. maybe yeah. we don't go much beyond that so <laughs> that's 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 as much as we know um so that's basically your synopsis um just as a general uh, rule of thumb we're gonna try our best not to give too many spoilers but there inevitably are gonna be some so if you don't like that yeah maybe fast forward through some parts i'll try if i'm gonna give a spoiler i'll try and give you a heads up when i i saw this movie in the theater so long ago or well I guess 2015 um 
And I remembered not really liking it when you suggested mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds good. But then I went back and watched it again. Um, and, you know, it really, it has some quirky magic. It does. And I wasn't, I mean, I didn't find myself scared. It's more of a horror comedy. So if you like that horror agree. comedy genre. I would agree. Um, then this is definitely for you. But what I loved about it is it does not pull any punches with the kills. Oh, no. I mean, no one is immune to the kill. Yeah, you don't know who's getting it next, <laughs> which I love in a scary you know, and movie. Because usually kids are immune, kids. Not you know, in this one. Not in this movie, which I loved. Better watch out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. What do you think? I you, So this was my first time yeah. through this movie. I did not accompany Andemic to the movies when this one came out originally. And I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. It, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I absolutely recommend. Think it's worth a watch. Oh, we'll yeah. dive in kind of the different elements I think are really fun here in a minute. Um, but overall, I think it's a fun movie. Definitely fun around the holidays. Mm-hmm. They have some fun homages, which I'll talk about. Um, but I wouldn't bill it as scary. So no. if you're going into this movie and you're like, I need a horror flick mm-hmm. around the holidays... Just don't go into this one thinking that's what you're going to get no. or you are going to be disappointed because yeah. it is not that. It's just kind of a fun, campy mm-hmm. uh, thriller mm-hmm. is what I'd say. Yeah. So that, that, that I, guess, I guess that would be my recommendation for our monsters on this guy. Um, so just a couple comments <laughs> at the onset because the opening of this movie made me laugh hysterically <laughs> because it is like that funny and so truthful commentary on the spirit of the holidays Mm -hmm. so the opening scene they're in the shopping complex or mall or whatever it is and it's just these holiday shoppers beating the fuck out of one another (laughs) and it's this beautiful old school um Oh, what's the song that's playing? I'll. Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Playing in the background with just people pounding each other and grabbing <laughs> shit and screaming. Um, and then you do get um, kind of this focus on the, the protagonist family. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having some sort of play at the shopping mall. I don't know. But they're having a play. And the little boy, who is the protagonist of the movie, um, he's beating the shit out of another <laughs> little boy and they're just going at it on the stage yep. and I think it's just this funny kind of uh commentary on a like what it, it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas people are going fucking wild yeah. in the stores like that we always talk about around the, around this time oh that love and that <sighs> coming together and peace and joy <laughs> but who, then it's carnage on the news who that's no people one's experience walmart i mean yeah that's no one's experience i don't i if that's your experience i applaud you and your family <laughs> but that is not my experience with the yeah. holidays so i feel like this was super funny to me because i'm like yeah that is <laughs> that is right that is what the holidays are about so i i love that kind of commentary I also love the commentary um kind of at the onset so we kind of go from that scene to going home that night yeah and they're getting ready obviously for the family uh for the wife's family to kind of show up for Mm -hmm. their staying over for the holidays and she's getting everything ready and putting up the holiday picture with Santa clearly checking out the (laughs) teenager's ass in the photo like just all the good stuff that you're like yep this is real life um and you like 
the husband starts pouring bourbon into his coffee cup <laughs> and she's like I gotta get my, onto my medication and the daughter's like I gotta go upstairs and talk to my boyfriend and we gotta get yeah. into this headspace of getting ready for these people to show up to the house <laughs> and it's kind of like that same commentary is like everyone talks about they're so excited to see their family and I love my family yeah, I do like to get together course. with them but there's something about family during the holidays where it's like it's so shoved down your throat that yeah. you're like can we just not this year and say we did? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I loved it. I loved every moment of that. Well, I mean, so you could relate. So right there. Highly relatable. That, that brings you right in. Highly relatable at the <laughs> onset. Highly relatable. I should relatable. say, um, this movie has Tony Collette and Adam Scott in it. Mm. And they're hilarious. Oh, they, are, they are both awesome. They're so good in this movie. Um, so good. Uh, I love Adam Scott. I think he's just... To me, Adam Scott, normal dude. He plays normal dude. Great. He plays it great. He plays it great. If I need a normal dude, I'm calling Adam Call, Scott. I'm calling Adam That's Scott. That's what's happening. Um, so, yeah. I I love the beginning of this movie. Um and I guess that's where another love of mine of this movie comes in is kind of they're getting ready for the this wife's family to mm-hmm. come and then they they arrive. The whole house shakes when they pull up in their <laughs> their RV or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, and they open the door. And I'm telling you, that is the scene in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh-huh. It's the exact same You're scene. exactly right. Everyone's just sitting inside all peaceful. And then they start to hear this rumble outside. Yep. The yep. father, the mom, the kids, the dog, yep. and then Aunt Dorothy rolling <laughs> in, Conchata Pharrell. Oh, my yep. gosh. Love every... And she's like, where is the schnapps? Yeah. She walks in. She's like, I need alcohol yeah. immediately. Love every moment of that. <laughs> Love every moment of that. Um, so I think that's a fun homage that they pay right at the onset of the movie is yeah. we're, we're, we're going to... We're going to pay respects to some of these these <laughs> movies that have, have come before us. So I really I really did enjoy that. Fantastic. Yeah. I personally like, not that part, but um, the attacking toys. <gasps> oh, when we get to the, yeah. Yeah, when we get, you know, I, you know, I kind of watched the movie. I didn't really internalize a huge amount of it because it's just sort of fun. Yeah. Um, but... When it gets to the toy scene, when the toys are, are coming in and attacking yes. everybody, holy shit. Oh, it's great. The flaming gingerbread boy or gingerbread man. Oh, <laughs> they're hilarious. Those little gingerbread people. The little gingerbread people. And it's funny because I'm usually, we've had this discussion before, I'm usually pulled out of a movie by too much CGI. Right. Which those ginger, I mean, all the attacking toys are clearly CGI. Maybe not. But they're Oh, maybe they're real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they were all just so fun and campy that it didn't pull me out. I just kind of, I was super engaged in all of that kind (laughs) of, in that kind of nonsense. Well, when when they dangle the, the first gingerbread man down the chimney. Mm. And the little boy wakes up <laughs> and he he picks it up and he's looking at it. And then, you know, he's like, yeah, and he bites it. He takes a bite. And that little thing goes ape shit. Yeah. It's like, how dare you bite my damn head? Well, and that reminded me of when the mom in Child's Play picks up Chucky and is like, what are you? You know, and is like looking at it. And all of a sudden, <gasps> like, yeah. and goes ape shit. What a good catch. Yeah. That's I mean, probably, I don't know if that's what they intended, but that's but what But that it, is kind of what the, that feeling you get. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> um, 
another great homage, and I'm skipping around a little bit here, but, you know, at, at one point, so the family arrives and all hell breaks loose. They get into fights, yeah. blah, 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 you know, and then Krampus comes mm-hmm. to town because <laughs> the little boy goes upstairs and to- tears up his Santa note. Um, but the next day, a big blizzard rolls in, mm-hmm. um, and the teenage daughter is getting restless. She's like, I can't be stuck in this house with all these people, right? right? And so that next day, she's like, can I go over to my boyfriend's house? I want to check on him. I don't know what's going on with the storm. I want to see yeah. what he's doing. And so they say, yeah. So she, <laughs> she starts on her way out there. And before I get to this homage, I do want to say this is where we first meet Krampus. This is where we first see him. And we see him from a distance. So we don't really see him up close. But that is actually, I will say, a pretty scary Pretty chilling when he's hopping around. He's hopping around from roof to roof. And you see, like, his sheer size, which is humongous. Yeah. And she's the only one out in the streets with him. So there's this, like, very eerie Mm -hmm. sense of danger. It's a really good scene. Um very little red riding hood very little red riding hood yeah but while they're out in the snow there's this monster that's kind of burrowing (laughs) under the snow Uh and tell me that is not an homage to tremors oh i hope so it has to be because it's burrowing under the snow and then it sucks you in from underneath from underneath yeah I think it's fantastic. Yeah, agreed. Because Tremors is a hilarious, I love that movie. wonderful movie. And this is just like Tremors in the snow. Yeah. I love every moment of that. <laughs> um, so that's another really cool homage that, that kind of hits you at the very um, at the very onset of the movie, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. And I also like that they didn't hold back. They did show, at least from a distance, Krampus at the beginning. Because mm-hmm. they could have held off to the very end. Yeah. They could have, but they didn't. And I really appreciated that. Well, agreed. And I guess maybe I can segue into this, if it's okay, which that we do get that one small ounce of fright from Krampus, and then you see him. Oh, my. We can't, and then we you can really, and then, yeah, the up close. The up close. We, we will go into detail on the up close, because I have a lot of feelings about that. And I, I will, I will, I'll give the movie credit. Maybe that's my personal problem. Maybe it's our personal problem in that we are Krampus fans. Yeah. And we have a lot of Krampus foreknowledge. Yeah. And we're bringing that to the movie. But it, it's yeah. just not great. It's it's not great. That's on my, dis- that's on my dislike. Yeah. Uh, dislike well, here's one list. thing I will say about it, about his being the character, is it reminds me of movies like Labyrinth and Legend mm, and those mm-hmm. live action yes. puppet-like creatures and monsters. Yes. I do love that. I Love that. I just would have loved that for a different movie. For a different movie. movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. I totally agree with you yeah. on that. I t- Shout out to Labyrinth, though. That's my favorite movie of all time. <sighs> See, and I'm going to go controversial on you and say that Legend is way better than Labyrinth. <gasps> I know. I, I mean, know. Legend's a great movie. Oh, my God. I love Legend. The soundtrack. Very good. And the great Tim Curry plays Very good. The, the giant devil beast. Very good. Young Tom Cruise. I know he's controversial on his own, but I love Tom Cruise. I get it. I get that. But you know David, David Bowie. David Bowie. I know. I know. I can't. I can't. I know. Every th- uh, anyway, we digress. That, that, is, a, that is an episode. <laughs> which a, <laughs> Labyrinth. It is kind of scary. But yeah. If you're a kid. I mean, Gremlins yeah. are scary. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but we digress. <laughs> we digress. As usual. It's, we always digress. <laughs> Just get used to us digressing. Um. 
Another thing I want to say I really like about this movie are the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, we already kind of went through a little bit of Conchata Farrell's character, Aunt Dorothy. But yeah. I will say, like, she starts off the movie, um, and you don't know that you, you, you don't like her. I'll, I'll just yeah. say that. Yeah. I think they set you up not to like her very much at the beginning of the movie. She's kind of grumpy, curmudgeonly, yeah. walking around like, why'd you make this food? And mm-hmm. it's so fancy and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But kind of towards the middle of the movie where the action is picking up, um, you kind of appreciate her because she yeah. she's she's willing to dive right in yeah. and help out. Uh, she sacrifices herself. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, forgot the spoiler alert before that one. Yep. Um She's just a really cool character. And she also gives the kids peppermint schnapps in their cocoa. The other character I really, well, I love her and hate her, but I have it on my likes list. Yeah. Because I don't mind that I love and hate her at the same time. Yeah. Is Omi. Okay. I like Omi because she's she's the other older character in the film. She's and the she, foot to the past. The yeah. Foot in the past. Yeah. Yes. And she's very sweet and um, kind of like this nurturing older woman, mm-hmm. especially to the protagonist. Yeah. Um, and I like that about her. But the thing that pisses me off about Omi is she knows yep. what is happening. She knows. And why didn't she just tell them? Yeah. Why didn't she just say something? Good question. Well, then we, you wouldn't have had a movie. You wouldn't have had a movie because they would have known what to expect and what to do. Yeah. But, oh my God, Omi, you dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, like seriously. So, love-hate relationship with Omi. <laughs> um, yeah. I I also, last on my likes, and then we can kind of move on to our more critical, critical aspects of the film. But I do have to say one more thing that I like about Let this movie. Um, I really liked some of the writing choices in the movie. So, like, the way they move through time mm-hmm. is they're following an advent calendar that the little boy is like opening and i thought that was such a clever way to add a holiday tradition into the movie which they also do in lampoon yeah exactly another homage yeah so it's uh, there's a lot of really cool elements i also love to your point the evil toys there's a lot of fun with like the gingerbread man (laughs) jack in the box comes Mm -hmm. into play um and it, like the angel that's supposed to yes. sit on top of the tree okay terrifying. so that was pretty that was pretty scary that that angel yeah. was really scary yeah um so there are a lot of cool little um characters like evil minion type <laughs> characters that i think they did a good job with mm-hmm. and then i loved that idea of the yule log kind of lore and tradition yeah um, being the thing that keeps the evil spirits at bay. Because that's, if you look up Yule Log tradition, that is what the what the history of that mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really love that they put that in as an element to this movie. I think they did a good job there. So I, th- I just think the writers of this movie did a were really strategic and smart mm-hmm. about what traditions they wanted to bring into the film, and they did it in a good way. So I cool. wanted to yeah. give them a shout out there. Should we move into our more critical aspects sure. of this film? Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, So I had characters on my likes, and I also have them on my dislikes. And Omi is one of those that I have uh, good things, and I also have bad things to say about her. But also, Beth, at the beginning of the damn movie, (laughs) goes out to her boyfriend's house, disappears, and no one seems to care. Yeah. They go out to find her and then realize that there's something very wrong happening and they run back to the house and that's about it. Yeah. There's a small little where's Beth and that's, that's it. (laughs) Sorry, Beth. Sorry. You're out. (laughs) Uh, 
So what? Good. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that I can believe that. I mean, I get it because you are in a very dangerous situation, but do you think they really would have just left her out there? I don't know. I don't know. That's I a don't hard know. one for me. That's a hard one for me. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I will also say kind of along those lines, some of the pacing choices didn't really work for me. Um, and I will say it's like, it's kind of, I guess, centered around Krampus because I loved so much that they, they put him in the beginning of that movie Mm -hmm. and he's jumping from house to house. So we kind of get him, get him there. And then everything else is like, there's, it's such a slow burn Mm -hmm. to get to the first kind of kill well kill i they don't really kill on screen yeah so, but to get to the first kind of like capture right. i guess you would say um it, it, it it's too long it's too long yeah. for me i needed something in between i needed like some some side story shots like with krampus and his minion elves getting ready preparing i needed something yeah. i needed more krampus in more a movie krampus. That was called Krampus because we get him yeah. at the beginning and then we get him at the very end. And yeah. That's it. So it's basically a, a movie about the family. Yeah. Yeah. It is. With Krampus as a side note. Yeah. Krampus is kind of like the antagonist, but he's not the main mm-hmm. star of the movie. And to me, if they, that's going to be your billable. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, but to be fair, I mean. Krampus, the, the character, what they did with him. I didn't want him. It's like yeah. I want him in the movie, but once I see him, I don't want him in the movie. No, exactly. Because it's not the best representation. No. Okay. We got to talk about it. He's very puppet-like, which we talked we about. We talked about that. I like that, but not for this. No. He wasn't nearly scary enough. No. You could have just kicked that fucker over. You could have. And he's like, his mouth opened like weirdly Weird. wide. and But that's all he did was like. And it really was, I think they were really going for that he's the antithesis of St. Nick. Yes. But they made him Santa Claus, but creepy. Yeah. And, I mean, his face is Santa's face. It's just creepy. I mean, that's what they did. And that is not at all what Krampus is. If you're going to use an already existent character in in myth, in the mythos, you have to to do it justice to me agreed i mean honestly to me billing him the way he were well kind of like portraying him the way they portrayed him was a little insulting to the culture to the folklore that actually celebrate that folklore Mm -hmm. that is not krampus yeah you're right i i i I was not on board with that choice at all i didn't care for it either and if you want to make a movie about a demon saint nick call it demon saint Mm -hmm. nick don't call it Krampus. That's Isn't there one is. like that called Rare Exports? Maybe. Um, I can't remember what country made that movie, but I think it's called Rare Exports, and I think it's about an evil Santa. And hey, huh. I honestly think if they would have called this movie something different, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been nearly as upset as I was. Like what if they would have called that. it Krampus? Krampus. <laughs> Krampus. 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 Um. Could it be an evil crumpet? Crumpets? Yes. <gasps> Should we make that movie? Crumpets. <laughs> yes. It's about cookies that come to life. But only after you've eaten them. 
in your stomach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yep, done. Oh, done. Done and done. Someone, mm-hmm. we need the seed money. Boda box, we need the seed money. We will make crumpets and crumpets. we'll dip them in Boda box wine. Oh, Lord. But yeah, I think I have even on my paper, and I'm not saying don't watch this movie. I think I still think it's fun. But oh, yeah. literally, that the reveal of Krampus ruined the whole movie for me. It did. Maybe that's dramatic, but that's how I felt. Well, you're pretty dramatic. I'm very dramatic. Yeah. Just expect that of me. Yeah. It's yeah. No, that you're right. But what I like about everything as a whole is it's a refreshing change from the schmaltzy, uh, good feeling holiday movies. Yes. Um, you've seen one, you've kind of seen them all. And, And don't get me wrong. Some of them are really great. Uh, you know, your Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and things like that. But I like my holiday movies to have a little more of an edge. Like okay. uh, the non-horror, like Home for the Holidays and The Ref. Those mm. are fantastic movies. Um, and But then, you know, the Christmas actual scary movies, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Mm-hmm. And then the next one we're going to talk about, Black Christmas. But, right. you know, so, but I do like that it's in that vein. It scratches a little bit of a Halloween itch. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess my verdict on this movie is watch it. It's fun. Worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't go into it with any preconceived notions that you're going to be afraid. Yeah. Because you're not. Unless, Unless you are highly, highly sensitive to this stuff. Then yeah. maybe you'll be afraid. Then maybe you'll be afraid. This actually, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. This would be a good one if you have a friend who's like, I want to watch something edgy. Mm-hmm. I want to watch something scary, but I don't want it to be scary. This is that movie. This is that movie. Show them this. They won't. They might mm-hmm. be a little on edge, but mm-hmm. you certainly won't. This is their movie. Yeah. I One time, a friend of mine wanted to watch a horror movie, but um, really hated them and really didn't want to, but wanted to. Wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I I started her out with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh my God. <laughs> Did she hate you? Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. That's a real... But that was it, a push. That it, was like you're I on mean, the edge yeah, of the I, pool. I pushed her in the deep end. You pushed her into the blood swamp. I did. I totally did. That wasn't the public pool. Well, and here's the thing. All, all she had to do was get up and turn it off. But she sat and let the whole thing happen to her. <laughs> that's fair. That's I fair. think that's fair. So, yeah. All right. Krampus. Good. Yeah. Good. See it. So, next we're moving on to Black Christmas. Let me drain, first and foremost, my peppermint schnapps hot chocolate. I'm not Got sure you where that. you were going um, with that for a second. Let me drain what? What's going to happen? What's happening? What are you draining? <laughs> um, while Andemic pours us our next Pazuzi. And this is a Pazuzi that Andemic created. I cannot wait for her to share her little recipe. Because I mean, it's okay, quite, so everybody knows that the witch's drinks are like muddled elderflowers and shit and what do i bring i bring the vomitron i love the vomitron i bring mad dog to the the to the table so i thought i I take that back i don't love the mad dog (sighs) it's right over there you're gonna drink some more so i decided i'm gonna give it a shot some sort of holiday beverage um because the movie i chose is the 1974 classic black christmas um, which stars Olivia Husey, Margot Kidder, John Saxon, uh, a very young Andrea Martin. If any of you out there know SCTV, um, it was kind of, kind of a. I, I don't know if it was a precursor or around the same time as the early '70s SNL. Oh, cool! But I always loved SCTV, um, among others. But so I thought, okay, I'm gonna go with something 
creamy, I think, because creamy to me screams 70s. <laughs> That's the first thing she said. She said, I made something creamy. I said, great. Because <laughs> creamy, creamy screams uh, 70s to me. So what I'm calling this is Barb's Chocolate Covered Cherry. Because we'll get to it. Barb is my favorite character in the movie who is played by Margot Kidder. She is a foul mouth sorority girl, very much like I was in the day yeah. so basically what it is is it is and i'm sure there might be a drink like this oh what did i call I mean, it barb's chocolate covered cherry yep. or it can barb's be barb's black christmas yeah, i don't care whatever you want to call, call it whatever you want but it's uh and i would like to give a special shout out to the girlfriend lab rat because she threw out the amaretto thing and said oh, it might yeah. be a good pairing so i can't take full credit for this okay but uh amaretto <laughs> Muds premixed mudslide, which I had never had. This is an introduction for me, and it's pretty good. Yeah, um, and then vodka, and then you pour it on ice, and then you put in. Okay, so as I before I put the cherries in, you got to drink it a little on the quicker side because it will curdle. It curdles. <laughs> we have learned that this drink curdles because we did a little sample but taste only test after you earlier. Add the cherries. Yeah, it doesn't curdle until the cherry juice has been administered, and then a little bit of curdling happens. But it's still delicious curdle. Drink uh, the curdle. Drink the curdle. Um, <laughs> hashtag drink the curdle. Hashtag drink the curdle. Oh, <laughs> I, I shudder to think what images come up with that hashtag, but it's fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. All right, so we are going to drink a little bit of Barb's chocolate-covered cherry, mm-hmm. um, and I'm excited because yeah. it is pretty good. But I haven't had... You haven't had this iteration. This iteration, yeah. yet. So. Mm. I mean, hello. It, it really tastes like a chocolate-covered cherry. It's so good. Holy shit. The switching around of the um, the ratios yeah. made all the difference. Yeah, we put a little bit more of the chocolate liqueur mudslide stuff in as opposed to the vodka mm-hmm. and now it's a little more chocolatey yeah, it's chocolate like forward that. it's chocolate forward <laughs> hashtag chocolate forward hashtag, hashtag chocolate forward love this so yeah this is so great barb this is for you margo kidder this is for you this is for you it's delightful um but okay so black christmas i i know this is the first time you have seen black it was christmas. the first time i've seen it uh i've seen this movie a few times and it holds up oh my it gosh. is awesome it is if you do want a holiday movie that is scary, this is the movie. Legitimately, if you want a movie that's scary, I mean, it's definitely a holiday movie, but I would watch this at any time mm-hmm. and bill it as equally as scary. Oh, yeah, as just some a scary of the movie. Slashers that, mm-hmm. It was honestly the scariest movie I've seen in years. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't seen it before, obviously, so that kind of added to that but if you haven't seen this movie you just pause and return but then go watch this movie yeah um so just a quick synopsis i'm i'm far less on the intellectual scale of the movie review as you are so here's my synopsis on (laughs) insane guy holes up in the attic of a sorority house love that that's exactly what it is calls them and says hideous things and then starts killing everybody that's exactly what the movie is so um, this movie, um, as it unfolds and starts, the opening, is you can see where Halloween, I think, took some inspiration. Absolutely. Because you just, 
see through the 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 killer's eyes yep and you hear him yep as he's trying to figure out how to get into this sorority house house where there's a party happening um and he's like breathing heavy and doing some snorting and he's just he sounds animal-like it's you are it's that same thing that i love about halloween it's that I call it voyeuristic. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yes. I know there is a technical term for it, but I, I am. I don't know the technical term right now. I just. It's this voyeuristic cinematog- cinematography move that you're in the perspective of the killer. Mm-hmm. You're hearing the same sounds. You're hearing the sounds of the killer. Mm-hmm. And in this particular instance, the killer is clearly mentally ill. Yeah. And so you're getting this really jarring perspective almost mm-hmm. it's very shaky cinematography it's very kind yeah. of there's no real focus of what he's looking at he's just frantically trying to yeah. get into the house which and that's the beginning of the movie so you're yeah. immediately like what is what gonna is happen happening? yeah yeah um and they continue that through the entire movie they do you only see his face twice and it's only his eye mm-hmm um, so you never really get a full picture of this guy, which is in and of itself terrifying. Yeah. That what I, I think being what you don't see sometimes is scarier than what you see. Yeah. It's the, again, we'll mm-hmm. harken back to Halloween, but that's exactly what John Carpenter said is yeah. that, you know, what the real scary stuff mm-hmm. is what you don't see or what you can't anticipate mm-hmm. or what you don't know about. And yeah. this is what this embodies. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I was a sorority girl back in the day. Yes. I will always defend it. It was a local. It wasn't one of the big nationals, but we had a lot of fun. Um, so it's this party. This party's happening, and but you come to find out the phone rings, and they answer it, and it is who they call. They call him. It's like a prank caller, mm-hmm. and they call him the moaner. Yeah. Um, he's disgusting. Dis- like, I the most visceral disturbing phone calls and like, they're yeah uncomfortable they make you uncomfortable yeah the the see you next tuesday word yes. and i mean like the whole nine yards yes. snorting and calling them pigs and oh it's terrible. What, and things he's gonna do and there's this really at, at the beginning there's this really interesting scene um kind of along the lines of the fight with the christmas music in the bathroom background yeah in yeah. the bathroom yeah. oh my god <laughs> Hey, good drink. Sometimes, sometimes you need a good <laughs> fight in the bathroom. But you hear the 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 girls are gathered around the phone listening to this yes. foul shit. Yes. And in the background, you hear "Hark the Herald Angels Sing." Yep. Um, and it's just it, it is an eerie, you know, it's just hideous. Anytime you have that kind of juxtaposition of something mm-hmm. so malevolent and something so yeah. not. It, it throws you off. Yeah. It I mean, does. it really does. Uh, so I kind of feel like it's one of those, since it was made in the 70s, um, and this is an, one of those age-old tales that, that women are far too familiar with. Yes. The, the tale of the predator. Yes. Um, women are prey and are objects and are, um, are, are quick to um, go into hysterics and things like that. I will kind of speak to that in that because it was my first time watching it. I think that as a woman watching this movie, that makes it tenfold scarier. Yeah. Because you can relate to all the Mm -hmm. fears. Like it takes 
and I'm sure many of our listeners will relate to this, it takes all but looking at these characters on the screen to say, I totally understand mm-hmm. what you're going through, yeah. and I am terrified with you. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it is so immersive in that yeah. way. Well, and then add that societal bend where women are so, <coughs> excuse me, often um, not taken seriously. Yes. Are uh, just kind of shrugged off as being hysterical. And I, I found myself tense about that a few times when they're trying to tell the police what's going on. Finally, right. somebody listens, but... You know, at first it's like, oh, oh, you know, it's it's fine. Nothing's happening. And, and the boyfriends are worthless. Uh, yes. Um, but, you know, and uh, that <clears throat> that common fear, too, um, and, and I probably anybody can relate to this, but, but definitely still a, a, a female thing. There's someone in your home you can't see, but they're trying to kill you. They're trying to kill There's you. There's something in your home that is going to kill you. That's going to kill you. Um. Yeah, I, I, it's terrifying. And kind of going to your point about not trusting the female or not being heard. Mm-hmm. So when they go to the, so one of the sorority girls goes missing, and I'm sure we'll go through, you know, that part, but her father comes to pick her up and she's not there. So mm-hmm. he's obviously concerned, but he's this very timid guy. And Demick has drank the curdle. I, I got think. to the curdle. Got to the curdle. sorry she's chewing still delicious (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if you would agree with me but i think the sorority sister's dad is a little on the timid side he's quiet he's like very um Um, in a box like he yeah and so he goes and he has her in a box and he has her in a box yeah he's very uptight and he goes to the police station first with, I think it's the house mother and the sorority mm-hmm. sister, and Barb. Barb. And they don't take them seriously at all. But when the blustery boyfriend comes in the second time, then the detective takes them seriously. Yep. So it's like, no, we won't take seriously the two women and the father. Until a man up. witnesses it. But when the man shows up and is angry, then uh-huh. we'll listen. Yeah. Yeah, that, that part kind of got to me a little bit like oh really now now all of a sudden it's serious and also the detective who was sitting down with this grieving mother who has Mm -hmm. lost her child doesn't know where her child is Mm -hmm. he just uh, gets up and leaves her (laughs) right to listen to the blustery screaming dude at the front i'm like what what yeah I mean, you know, it, the movie definitely has its faults in that. And, you know, that's a product of the time. Uh, yes, it certainly is. I mean, obviously. But it also set up for me more ten- more tension. Yes. So I'm not just afraid of the, the dude killing everybody. I'm afraid of the people that are trying to help them in some ways. Yeah, they're because they're probably going to screw it up. Yeah, they're not paying attention they're the way they should. They're going to screw it up. I totally agree with you. I totally, totally agree with you. <laughs> um. Let's talk about some of the things. Uh, well, first of all, I want to talk about uh, Barb. She is my favorite. Yeah, let's talk about Barb. She is just, uh, she's just this foul-mouthed sorority girl. But you also know that she's kind of neglected by her mom yeah. because it's the holidays. And her mom's like, well, I'm going to go and do this. Oh, well, fine. Um, so then she asks her, some of her friends to go skiing with her. So, you know, there's a little bit of of that. And I can't tell. Maybe she's like a spoiled rich girl, but I don't entirely know. No. Um, she's just drinking, but I mean, she drinks her first line in the movie. 
is who left the goddamn front door open? <laughs> First line of the movie. <laughs> and so she's good. just drunk. She's just drunk the whole movie. Um, but my favorite Barb line is when she's talking to her mom and trying to figure out what they're going to do for the holidays. And she's not hearing what she wants to hear. And she's like, you're a real gold-plated whore, mom. You know that? <laughs> I mean, like, wow. gold-plated whore. Beautiful. So, I don't know. This movie, for me, just, it holds up. It has everything. Um, is there anything you want to draw draw out? I, this yeah. movie, I experienced so tangibly, I guess. Yeah. So that, yeah. Yeah. I think, so, one of the things I thought was really clever about this movie, and that also I felt built up tension was that throughout the entire movie we kind of talked about how they're getting these phone calls throughout and that um sets up a lot of tension and they're paced those phone calls are paced so well throughout the movie because they happen several times and you're kind of as a as a viewer always anticipating when is the next one going to happen and I would I would argue that you're anticipating that alongside the sorority sisters. Yeah. So you're both kind of waiting. And when you hear tension, the phone ring, you're like, like no. What is going to happen this time? Yeah. So I think that was a brilliant move. But one of the things, in addition to the phone calls, that I think they do really well in this movie is actually the sound design. So one of the things I noticed that happens throughout the movie is there's this really interesting play with sound and it comes through various means. So the phone calls obviously act as one when the phone rings Um, in the beginning, when uh, the first kill is made, Mm -hmm. uh, a sorority sister goes upstairs and dies. I won't tell you exactly how that will be saved for the movie, but she does. And kind of while that's happening, because you hear that and you're like, well, there had didn't you say they had a party at the beginning mm-hmm. how wouldn't they hear someone being murdered upstairs well the house mother enters and she has a dress and there's this big commotion about it and yeah. you get you get all this sound of the sisters and the mother and they're mm-hmm. having a lot of you know they're talking to one another mm-hmm. and having a good time and you also get the sound of the commotion going on upstairs of the of the sorority sister dying and so there's this interesting play on sound again with the malevolent and yeah. then the not malevolent right um there is one of the boyfriends is a pianist mm. and there's a concert recital happening and you hear a lot of that kind of going on that overwhelms you a little bit there's a children's choir at one point that comes to the house and is mm-hmm. singing and so all of these things are happening and they're loud sounds they're when he destroys uh, the piano yeah you're like oh stop yeah. quiet yeah and it, it's it's jarring it's like it builds that tension you're like i i don't know about you but i get scared when i can't I, I'm unsure of my surroundings. And I think we talked about this mm-hmm. in the What Scares Us episode. When you're unsure of your surroundings, yeah. it's inevitably a scary thing because you don't know what's going on. You don't know what to focus right. on. And I think they did that with sound in this movie. So you don't know what to focus on because there's so much sound and mm-hmm. that's all we can focus on. And yeah. so I, I think that really was an interesting, hmm. I don't know if it was intentional, but yeah. it's something I noticed that there's so much sound that mm-hmm. it's scared. It scared me. And the other thing is with the killer, who is honestly one of the most terrifying killers mm-hmm. I've seen in a long time in a movie. Um, there's this really scary, it, he's constantly making sounds. He's talking to yeah. himself. He's making these sounds. Billy and it's Agnes. really jarring. But what's really scary is there are certain times when he's telling himself, no, Billy. 
and he's talking to himself and he's trying to talk himself down and he's singing. Yeah. I mean, just so much sound going on again, but it's eerie. I I truly think it was all purposeful Mm -hmm. to kind of draw you Mm -hmm. into the movie and really make you feel disoriented. And it did a really good job. Yeah, that's great. And, And didn't John Carpenter say something about that too? They played the movie. They played Halloween without the sound. And then yeah. they put the soundtrack on it. And then it became and scary. And then it became scary. Because, yeah, I think sound builds tension. And I think this movie is a testament to that because yeah. it does build tension. Yeah. Um, another thing I'll give a shout out to is, so your favorite character is Barb, <laughs> who's a badass. But my favorite character is Jess. Okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, she's she's awesome. She's a super badass. She is a badass. Um, so... The reason I love her so much is, and this isn't too much of a spoiler, she is pregnant in this movie. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. We can talk about that for sure. Yeah. And I think this was kind of a commentary uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. So she's pregnant. Um, her boyfriend, Peter, is the pianist. He's fucking awful. Yeah, he's terrible. Um, I'm and glad she he failed his recital. Yeah, yeah, me too. Fuck that guy. Idiot. <laughs> so she, like, goes to him and tells him, yeah. you know. And she tells him she doesn't want the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he try, he spends the rest of the movie trying to convince her to yeah, have to the have kid. Um, and she just won't back down. That's true. He, he comes over and says, I'm going to quit the conservatory and we're going to get married. Yeah. And she's like, mm. And she, I, I don't, I didn't write down the exact line, but she basically says, yeah, I have hopes and dreams too. And yeah. no, we're not doing that. Yeah. And I almost stood up and cheered yeah. for her because you got to think this movie's made in 1974. Yeah. And so this is kind of the height or around the height of the women's right. rights movement. Right. And so this was definitely something people were talking about mm-hmm. at the time and i just love that it was featured in this movie and this badass woman was like yeah. no i want to live my life yeah i am not going to go through this mm-hmm. and i don't really care what you have to say i thought yeah. it was the right thing to tell you but yeah. it's my body and my choice no and that's great um and another thing i love about her and this is kind of unheard of at this in, in 70s movies the 70s horror but she I love that she goes back into that house to look for her sorority sisters. Yes. Even though she knows the killer's in there. She does. She gets a fire poker and goes a looking. She does. She's not afraid. She's not afraid. That same with the Lori Strode. Yes. Where I, that's what I love about Lori Strode as a scream queen. Yeah. Is that she's not afraid of Michael. Mm -hmm. There's fear, but she's not afraid of Michael. Yeah, to confront him. Yeah. She will fight him. And this is what happens with Jess. She's not afraid to fight. She's afraid, but she's not afraid to fight the killer. She wants to make sure everyone's protected around her. Yeah, I do love that. And it's, it's just awesome. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. So it's got a little bit of everything. It's this got movie a little bit is, of everything. It's a classic. It is. It is. Um, I think the only thing... I did have one dislike about the movie. And maybe you'll help to... And this might just be because I've only been through it once. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might be able to shed some light on this. But there is kind of like... So there's the main storyline we just talked about, which is the sorority. All centered mm-hmm. on the sorority. But then there's this second storyline that is very loose... Um, in the background, which is of this grieving mother who I mentioned was at the police station and she has a missing daughter. Yeah. Um, and they, the town kind of bands together to go find the little girl and they do find her yeah. murdered um, in, the, in the park. Um, and that's just kind of in the background it is. happening. 
but they find her, they find the body by accident when they're looking for the um the sorority girl. Yes. And so it's kind of like I don't really Right? I'm, Is that that's right, I right? I think so. I think that's right. And I don't really know. I'm I'm wondering if the choice was made to have that in there as maybe that was like this guy's first kill. Maybe. Um, but it's never really explicitly said. And maybe that was a way to kind of show the depravity of this guy and also to show um, kind of this town banding together and being distracted. Maybe that was a way to like say, oh, the sheriff's department Mm -hmm. was distracted because we are also this missing girl is and the town is out looking for the missing girl. So we can't really focus on the sorority because everyone's focusing on the missing girl. And I'm wondering if that was the choice. But to me, if that was what that was supposed to be, I think it needed to be a little bit more worked into the Well, script. and for me, if that's what they were doing, then that means the killer had the forethought to set that up. And yeah. I don't want to believe he had the forethought. I feel like he is just completely 100% unhinged. And he just and found And he just a, was going to do what he was going to do. He was going to do what he was going to do. I yeah. agree. I like that too. So I almost felt that second storyline didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah. I mean, it didn't ruin anything for no. me by any means. But it just, it was a small part of the movie that confused me a little. Yeah. That I was unsure of. Um, but that was the only thing I had on my dislikes because I really yeah. thought this movie was excellent. It was excellently done. Yeah. So must see a must must see see add it to your list immediately definitely watch it around the holidays but i think it honestly would hold up at any oh anytime time. yeah at anytime. any time i don't want to tell the ending the Mm-mm. ending is freaking fantastic the ending's awesome and i don't want to even talk about any part of it so. yeah you have you have to yeah i don't want to talk about it either it's awesome definitely on the likes category mm-hmm. one thing i did kind of look up about this movie that i'll share is that it was based, well, they think it was loosely based on an actual person mm. and an actual series of murders. Really? Um, so it was, they believe it was based off of a serial killer, uh, Wayne Bowden, who was a Canadian serial killer near Montreal. Oh. Um, and he was active between 1969 and 1971, so right before the movie oh. was kind of made. Yeah. Um, and he was he attacked women um kind Mm -hmm. of in this very grotesque same sort of way um i should mention um because i'm big if you're going to mention the name of the serial killer you better well mention the name of his victims if you can absolutely um so shirley audette marielle archambault Jean Ray, Elizabeth Anna Porteous, and Norma Villancourt are all said to have been murdered so that uh i I'd say if you're into true crime, look them up because that is what this movie is supposedly based on. Jeez. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think that's but, it. For but tonight. first, I want you to um, finish the drink. Oh, because well, well, you know it's. <laughs> while we're still it is talking. Curdled. Okay. So, nope. Just just take it down. I will choke. It's yeah. Curdled. Yeah. Take it down and chew. <laughs> Okay, so it's kind of like a cement mixer. I kind of pudding like it, but pudding. it's still good. It still tastes good. So here's what I would suggest, um, because I was putting in some cherry juice. If you just drop a couple of maraschino cherries in instead, you won't get that. Curdle. You won't get the curdling. Um, but I, I just it was a it was a test. I wouldn't say it was bad though. No, it is very pudding, pudding like. Sorry, I'm eating the cherries now. 
Barb's Cherry Cordial Pudding Surprise. Pudding Surprise. Done. It was so good. So yeah, Krampus, Black Christmas. Yep. Highly recommend you watch these films. Check them out. Um, get, use them as an excuse. Uh, sorry, family. I need a moment. <laughs> Go watch these movies. Uh-huh. Super fun. Um, and drop us a line if we you have some fun holiday movies you'd like to share. Um, we we might feature them on our yeah. Instagram. Um, coming up to just give some folks some fun recommendations yeah. for the holidays. Yeah, so what what holiday horror movies do you like? Yeah, I'd love to know. Yeah. And I'd also love to get some more on the list because there are, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of them and a lot of them are kind of eh. Yeah. So I'd love to get more on the list. So info at thehorrorsalon.com mm-hmm. to, to leave those uh, recommendations. And then our Instagram, of course, is at thehorrorsalon. Please follow us there. Um, we've got some fun content going up and then, yeah, just our website, the mm-hmm. If you ever want to, uh, check out some fun extras, we've got stuff going up there, um, pretty regularly. So check us out. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Eerie Extras. Yes. This has been an invigorating edition of, what do we call it? Eerie Extras. Eerie Extras. I love Again, it. it's one bat, two bats. 50 bats. 50 bats. Thank you, monsters. Happy holidays. It's The Witch and Andemic. Music for this episode is Rage by the 126ers. Check out our website for show notes and links to some cool extras. Later, nerds.